back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we are at the, the, the newest hit spot. If you are looking for a co-working space in downtown New Albany, we are at the Ink Spot, and we're there with their proprietor, Mr. Uh, Miguel Hampton. How you doing today, Miguel? I'm gravy, man. What's happening? Ah, doing well, doing well. And uh, also with us, we got Mr. Josh Hillman. How are we doing, Josh? Oh, sorry, Josh, no name. Josh, it's all good, man. <laughs> He's I mean, got the coolest shirt on, though. I mean, I love the Mario joint. He does. My, absolutely. my wife hates this T-shirt, so I wear it all the time. <laughs> wear it all the time when she's not around. <laughs> hey, I didn't say that, but yes. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, I always tell people I'm the head of my house, but my wife's the neck, and she kind of turns it whichever way she needs it to go. So There it is. Becky is the boss. Absolutely. She absolutely is the boss. So, hey, uh, Miguel, thanks for having us out to the Ink Spot. You know, um, wanted to kind of come in and, you know, hey, I was admiring some of your photography on the wall and, you know, just kind of a really cool space. And you've got these neat little rooms. So if people wanted to do a conference or even, heck, if they wanted to record a podcast, you've got tons of equipment in here I can see. And why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you got going on here? Yeah, it's just not about the naked women on the wall, really. Um, <laughs> Did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, you might have missed one. Just one or two. You know, I think I took them down because we had a conference in here. Uh, but nah, so the Ink Spot is just the creative space. Um, it's it's kind of like a co-working space, but not really. It's it's all about creation, right? So we do photography, videography. You can cre- record your podcast in here. Um, if you have a traditional meeting, you can do that as well. And so we've done paint and sips. Uh, COVID-19 sucks, so we haven't done a paint and sip this year, but leading into last year, we were doing that. Um, so we have front conference room where people can rent that out. So if you're at home and you're tired of working by yourself and you need a conference, you can come in here and do a thing. We've got a couple open um, working tables where you can do a thing there as well. So if you want to just come in and collab um, or if you're producing something and you and your team need to sit down there and work it out real quick or if you want to do a podcast uh totally easy if you've got your own equipment or you want to use ours we'll help you out there um or if you're doing a youtube channel we can do that as well and so we can you know set you up so we you both have the visual as well as the audio um and we'll help you build in that sense so you help the technologically incapable absolutely yeah true true story if you don't know how to do it we'll teach you how um so if you walk in here with a handy cam um, and, and if you know what that is, uh, we'll upgrade you to something. Did he, did that at least he say you a handy cam? Or no, he said handy cam. Handy cam. It's a little small recorder um, that you can't use because it doesn't give you a clean HDMI signal when you're trying to stream. Yeah. So, is that but, one of those things that we had before we had the iPhone that does everything? Yes, and you used to walk around with it like this, and then you would take pictures, and they were like two megapixels. Yep. You, you would never try to blow them up because it would suck. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, we upgrade you. We'll put you in HD, um, and it's some because you can't really stream in 4K just yet. But if you wanted to try, we could. It would probably crash, but we can make it happen. Absolutely. Huh. That's a that's a whole lot of technology for me. Even after I've had one sip of bourbon here today, <laughs> absolutely. I'm already tired. Like I mean, literally. I mean, this man. It, it, and anybody that knows Miguel, like I've known Miguel for quite some time. Um, dude is like the hardest grinding dude I know. Like he's literally always out doing something, shaking the bushes, finding money in them, different things like that. But have you found the money tree yet? No, but I have found a bush or two and a few armpits. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like right now I'm DJing it somewhere, uh, literally. So I created a digital DJ and uh, we set up the system and I can walk out and be here. Cool. Cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Is there a big business for DJing? Because I've got a couple of young engineers 
that they also DJ on the side. So I'm I'm just not familiar with that, but they tell me it's something they do and they make pretty good money doing it. You can make decent money. I mean, DJing either full-time or as a side hustle is good bread, right? So if you DJ, for example, if you're like a true DJ, right, you can scratch, you can blend, um, you're going to make top dollar, you can work at a radio station. A lot of people hire um, DJs for weddings, if you're doing major events, concerts. Um, and, and a lot of DJs are sounding audio people as well, right? And so... Yeah, you can make pretty decent money. I mean, even if kids right now, like, you know, for a couple thousand dollars, maybe not even that, honestly, with how inexpensive some of the equipment is, you could get into it. And if you're really savvy with music and being able to to play and put a sound list together, you can DJ. Hmm. Um, my, my, my friends who are true and core DJs, I'm more of a sound and audio person. But my friends who are core DJs would say what I do is tap dance, tap dancing. Um, I cheat the system in a sense because, you know, I will set it up. We will put the entire playlist together. Um, we will put it in a rotation so that it plays the way we want it to play. And then I can walk away from the DJ booth. But when you walk up to the booth, all the equipment is actually there. So could you tell us what's really good music for drinking bourbon? Oh, that's preference, man. For me, it's, it's hip hop, um, a little bit of jazz. Definitely could do some blues. Um, as, man. I, as I was driving over here today, I was listening to, I think I listened to nineties on nine a lot on the Sirius XM, Okay, you know, nineties kid growing up. So blues traveler, I would just have to believe that some blues traveler or some goo goo dolls or yeah. some of that would be some really good. Just whoa, whoa, whoa. Chill. Did you just say goo goo dolls? Do, oh man, you could do some goo goo dolls. I can see that. You know me. I've been to like three Goo Goo Dolls concerts not not by choice but because my wife said we were going to a Goo Goo Dolls concert uh, I just don't get that one man, man really that's like, like listening to Counting some... Crows yes Pearl Jam yes uh, who, Darius Rucker what was the name of oh, his Hootie and the Blowfish Hootie and the Blowfish yeah, yes Did absolutely I... that dude's got the best voice on the entire planet like so, I, I, mean, I don't care you, you can pick anybody else I'll take Darius Rucker all day long two years ago maybe three at this point we were coming back from uh, Myrtle Beach we stopped in Columbia, South Carolina. They have a Hootie and the Blowfish monument. So I made my wife and daughter go to see the Hootie and the Blowfish monument on some random street corner in Columbia, South Carolina. Which, by the way, Josh makes his family do all kinds of weird stuff like that. Like they stopped like the world's biggest yarn or something. It like. was the world's largest fire hydrant. Okay, my bad. The world, how big is it? I mean, it was really big, but it was like a mile away from the Hootie and the Blowfish monument. Right. So like he's literally like he's like, oh, we're gonna stop here, hon. <laughs> that is the trip that they say we will never do again. We went went to the Congaree National Park. Kid came away with some you know like Zika bug bites or something and. Uh, she refuses to go back, so she still talks about it today. I can respect that. And it's all your fault. <laughs> Everything is my fault, Scott. <laughs> so, Miguel, if, if, if people want to come in, and, and, and I know that you said something at one point whenever we kind of talked about this before, like if they wanted to buy like a monthly pass or if they wanted to, you know, I guess rent your services to teach them how to do things, what does that kind of look like here? Oh, that's a full arsenal. So, okay, so I guess first and foremost, I, I am a um, – one-stop shop PR firm, right? And so in that sense, we do all the branding, all the marketing, all the strategy, all the technology as well. Um, and we do bring in some partners to do that. As it relates to the Ink Spot, um, yeah, so you could do a monthly subscription. Uh, I, I believe, don't ask me, I don't really remember. I think it's like 75 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month and you can use the open space. Uh, you can use the small conference room in the seating area as you see fit. 
the photography studio is a little bit separate. So it's I think it's about 150 a month if you want to have access to the photography studio, uh, which also transforms into an executive uh, conference room if you want. So we've got uh, we've got fold out uh, tables uh, that you can use if you want to do a training room or or, or if you want to do a I don't know some kind of program or workshop or whatnot. Um, so that's that part of it. Um, I have uh, digital content um, packages. Those start out at 500 and go up. Um, and so really, it, it's it's really what you want to create. So if you're starting, let's say you're starting out with a brand and you're saying, hey, you know, we, want, we need a website. Uh, we know that we want to do some vlogging uh, for those of y'all out there. That's the opposite of blogging. Um, so blog is written. Vlog is video. Uh, and so you want to do something like that. We'll put a package together there. If you want something that's a little bit higher where, you know, you're you're doing a monthly podcast or you're doing a series of podcasts, um, we'll help you package that as well. Um, and then that that really entails, you know, all the assets that go with that. So if you're doing a hot intro or an outro, you know, if you're needing to add all the digital language that happens on the back end of when you're publishing product, we do a lot of that for them as well. Good deal. Do you help people with like website design or anything like that? Design, design and build. Yeah, okay. absolutely. So if you need a website, we'll help you. Um, if you're on the low end side of the world, it's not custom. I am not going to lie to you. We um, got smart some years ago and started buying uh, WordPress templates. Um, and so it gives our clients the opportunity, A, to fix and edit things on the back end as they see fit, and B, we're not totally custom, which means they're not ten, twenty thousand $20,000 out of pocket. Instead, they're probably more around the ranges of $2,500 to $5,000 out of pocket, uh, depending on what kind of features they want to add. Um, the cool thing about WordPress as well is that, you know, it's it, a lot of plugins come with it. There's a lot of third-party um, applications that you can plug in to give you the kind of functionality you want. Um, and for me, you know, they're better. I like Squarespace. They're good, you know, good product. You know, Weebly's, all those things are out there in the world because they're drag and drops. Um, but even with those, you've, there's a lot of hidden fees in the back end of that, right? So you say, oh, I get into this thing for 25, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month. And the reality of it is, is that it, it only has the functionality that you know. Right. And if you're not a web developer, you don't know what kind of functionality you can actually add to it. And then by the time you get to that point, they're like, oh, by the way, we need another six hundred dollars. Hmm. So what else is a little bit up front? Um, we talk about it and, and we plan and strategize and, and then build it from there. Crazy. Hmm. Pretty neat. So I know I noticed by looking at a couple of things that you've done some work in the spirits industry. I saw some pictures of some distillery work where you took like really, really nice pictures of some bottles and other things like that. Well, what's that kind of like, you know, working in the spirits industry? Drunk. No, um, <laughs> that's Scott. That's me right now, man. I'm just, yeah. You know, it's super fun. So product photography is is another thing we do. So I, I love shooting fashion. I love shooting um, commercial work. Um, but when you get a cool bottle and you can do some really unique things or if you got a really cool client that allows you the freedom to do some really unique things. Um, so I've worked with Best Vineyards up in Elizabeth um, and I've been able to take their wine bottles pretty much everywhere and just shoot them right so i've gone out on beaches i've gone out in the middle of rock areas um just to create and tell a story around uh their brand so to speak and so and, and that's what anybody it's it's really capturing um the essence of the brand um and how you can place it in different places spaces and sometimes with people um, which is even more fun uh, but nah, it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun business. I mean, photography is a challenge in itself, so anybody can do it, but not everybody can be successful doing it. Um, but it's, yeah, I love it. So, and you get to, you know, occasionally you get to drink what they send you. Well, that's, that's why I like doing what I do. Cause I get to drink what people send me. So speaking of that, we brought in some samples for you to try with us and we're going to discuss that a little bit more and then we'll talk some more about the ink spot and kind of what's going on here and things like that. And then we'll kind of roll out from there. 
So I know you're on a little bit of a press time because you're DJing while you're not there, but you're here. So whatever, how the hell that works. Well, you know, a wise man said you should be making money while you're asleep. Well, I figured, you know, if I can make money while I'm somewhere else, maybe I'm not asleep. But that's kind of the that's kind of the genius of technology, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> we can be two places at one time. So, hey, the first one we, we, we poured today is the, the Nulu. And this is a bourbon that is made by Prohibition Craft Spirits. And um, this was the essential business or essential workers bottle that the Louisville Bourbon Hounds chose out. And we're going to take a little sip of this and we're going to, you know, kind of give everybody our assessment on what we think on it. I've been sipping it, but yeah, I don't know how to assess. Y'all assess. <laughs> you don't know how to assess how we assess? No, I don't know how to assess it. It just, you know, it's for me, you know, bourbon is good, bad, and keep drinking. Uh, so is this a keep drinker and good, or is this one that you're like, man, it's not necessarily your cup of tea? I like this one. Um, it's it's not as strong as some other ones, so it's it's... It's a good sipper without water or a good sipper without uh, without ice. Um, now, do you know this is barrel strength? It actually came straight out of the barrel like that. Oh, so that's I mean that's not that's not bad. You know, it make good bourbon balls. Yeah, you told me that story. Well, since you brought that up and you brought up the bourbon balls, I think you brought it up for a reason. I think right? he did. I think he wants to tell the story. So Miguel said his first time he ever got completely just smashed. He was very very young, and it's because of the mishandling of uh, certain products around his uh, aunts and mom and uncles and all so you want to elaborate a little yeah so my mom we were at my mom's friend when i was wee wee little um and i swear i think i was in kindergarten maybe first grade but whatever who cares about time uh and so you know my mom's friend made this sponge cake and apparently they they soaked it in bourbon and then everybody left the kitchen and left me in there by myself and you know at the end of the day i smashed the whole cake and my mom you know came back and as i got older she told me you slept really well that night um (laughs) They never told me what I did, um, but imagine a kid, you know, that was already full of energy and then he got access to sugar and bourbon in one sitting. You know, the cake would already made me happy. I was happy just eating the cake, so I can only imagine what I was like after the fact. No, I just want to know why I never went to any parties like this. Dude, so. You I, probably did. Your parents were probably just a bit more careful. Yeah. So <laughs> like, the first time I ever had bourbon, I was probably about the same age. And it's because my uncle Pete and my dad and a, a bunch of my, you know, aunts and uncles are all just sitting around and the, all, all the uncles, of my dad are just kind of sitting there and I'm like just pestering the shit out of them. What are you drinking? What is it? Is that tea? I want some, you know, like that type of thing. Cause it looks like tea. You know, when you're a kid, you're walking around. Like, Do you? yeah. So finally my uncle Pete's like, here, just go ahead and take a piece. And I literally, I just, just take a big ass chug man of like this wild turkey or whatever they were drinking that night dude and i ralphed like crazy like totally just everywhere you could imagine and i did not touch the stuff again until i got to be probably about 18 or 19 years old and then i was like hey this actually isn't that bad yeah it's it's pretty torturous i mean my real story is i didn't get i i officially didn't get actually drunk in life until i was about 18 but that's another story because i knew what i was doing so we're actually drinking. It's a Nulu single barrel straight bourbon whiskey, non chill filtered, 115.1 proof. Um, dump date 6120. And this is actually the Louisville Bourbon Hounds Essential Business Barrel 19, aged five years. Uh, MGP source 21% rye mash bill. 21% rye. So to me, I thought this was a pretty good pour. I think Chase and them did an awesome job with uh, looking and uh, finding some barrels when they went to MGP to find these. And uh, Craig and them just did a fantastic job picking this barrel. It's uh, pretty tasty. Um, on the nose, I got some 
hints of like maybe leather or something like that but then i got um a little bit of like maybe like apple but i i can't really make it. it's some kind of fruit but i can't i can't make it out if it's apple or plum or something like that schnozberries schnozberries yeah okay <laughs> i actually dropped a little bit of water in it and it really opened it up quite a bit and you get a little bit of caramel to it pretty um pretty good taste yeah no i got i got the caramel and i got some brown sugar maybe like a like a like a now I, ju- I just said caramel and then you go and call it caramel well listen you say caramel i say caramel you say tomato i say tomato maybe i don't tomato tomato I, I would say tomato actually I, actually i would just say maters like you got any of the maters out there grandma or grandpa that's what i would say when i was younger i don't say that anymore though so miguel's checking the bottle out here trying to think if he likes it or not I mean, I like the bo- the bottle is dope. It's a cool bottle. The bottle is elegant. It's kind of sexy. Reminds me of a you know a woman I want to take out. Um, so I mean, I can I can dig the bottle, right? I like the logo. Um, I love the wordplay. You know, um, I, I'm I'm tripping because I, I I can't tell you what I'm drinking. Like I, I can't tell you the flavors. I love the fact that y'all taste caramel and apples and berries and. You just know if you like it or don't. I just like know it. if I like it or don't like it, and this is a like. This is a win. Um, the ba- the bottle was the first battle though, so when I saw the bottle, I was like, mm, I might like this. It's right. got that nice gold tater dip, yeah. uh, bottle top. Yeah, Relax. absolutely. Now I am tripping though on the back of this because this looks like a COVID sticker. That's exactly what it is. So, <laughs> what happened whenever uh, COVID kind of started? We the the little bourbon hounds and Craig's a super good dude. Like he said, hey, I want to do something that supports doctors and nurses and things like that so they they bought this bottle they sold it to the group and uh they used uh, a portion of the profit and donated it back to essential workers ah, that's super dope so um, all right all right i can dig it see that's another reason to go buy that bottle yeah so they've actually sold all out of those i think there was like 190 or 200 of those bottles but they're all gone so that was just one of one of a, a lucky few so as you polish that off and we'll, we'll bring in the, the the other ones that we brought in which uh by the way, I'm gonna go ahead and pull one of those over here and start. So this is a little VPI. This is a little VIP uh, bottle right now, right? Absolutely. Well, we, we are in the VIP lounge, right? That's right? Okay, there it is. Let's go. That's right. There's no sex in the champagne room. No <laughs> sex in the champagne room. <laughs> Cheers. That's what uh, Chris Rock said, right? Mm-hmm. Was that who it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. So the next one I, I, I've got, and I'm gonna pour it here. And you know, if if, if you're gonna drink it, oh, he took it. All right, never mind. <laughs> he shot it, and then you should have seen that face. So this is a uh, good time. So I, I told Jimmy, he said, Hey Scott, I'd really like for you to review our, uh, you know, our, our new bourbon products that we're running. So the first one we're going to try, this is the good times and it's finished in the apple brandy cask. So it's got, should have some, I guess, fruity notes, things like that. So we're going to try this one first. So I'm going to get a little sip here and I'm going to pass it around and everybody else can take a little. So Scott, of it. while you're passing it around, do you know where the name Good Times came from? You know, I, I, I haven't had a chance to ask Jimmy about that, but um, anybody that knows Jimmy, he likes to he likes to party, he likes to have a good time. I, I got to think that's where it came from. And him and a guy named Nick kind of started this whole uh, thing there. And I, I will tell you, I, I almost wanted to break out the old Cars video. Let the good times roll. I was thinking of the TV show, but all right, let's Let go. The, all right, that's oh what. man, yes, I forget. You know what? That is right. That's what good I was times. trying to think. Where did it come JJ, from? JJ, yeah, good times, absolutely. Yeah. Jimmy, JJ, good yeah. times, absolutely. Yeah. What, what was the dad's name? I don't give me the line. I should know these things, but I don't. Man. That's why you got the Google right there in front of you. Come yeah, on, true man. story. Yeah, right. let's you got a, you got a built-in computer in your hand. Shit, just look that up. There, Who played? There, there we go. Technology. But that dad, I remember he was in a lot of shows, like the guy that was the dad, and I don't remember really JJ, Jimmy, you know, being you know that. Uh, 
that prominent from that backside, you know, or anything. So, but while you're looking that up, I'm prominent take a from little, the backside. What does that? Sorry, mean? John Amos. That was his name. John Amos James Evans. Yeah, James Evans. Yeah, that's right. And then Jimmy Walker, JJ Evans. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, there's a lot of relation yeah. there. Maybe Miss Helen. That yeah. was the mom, right? Uh, yeah, it was Burn. Yeah, there it is. A whole lot of them. Absolutely. So. So yeah. I'm gonna get a good sniff. At, man, I tell you, it, it smells like it's got a little like alcohol apples. smell there when you hit that. You get alcohol? Florida, Florida Evans. That was her name. Florida Evans. Yeah, it could have just been that first sniff. It really. No, I, I'm I'm getting fruit. I'm getting a heavy fruit. <laughs> I get bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we've learned one thing. Miguel's palate may not be super sophisticated, nor is his schnoz. Hey, he mine's did, not either. He, did, he doesn't have the knoff. When it comes to food, yeah, I can tell you what I'm eating. But, right. I mean, when it comes to alcohol, maybe I have to develop this. They so say you're supposed to open your mouth while you're smelling. Oh. It helps kind of Traditionally, filter. my palate has told me that I like corn. Mm. Corn and whiskey. Corn. You corn like on. corn? Do you like rain? Cornbread. <laughs> oh, dude, I love cornbread. You know, my grandma used to make the best hot water cornbread. Like, literally, like in the skillet, the whole nine. Oh, my God. It was so good. Went to Cracker Barrel this morning for breakfast, and I was just thinking, you know what? They need to have cornbread on their breakfast menu. They do. Don't you, can't no. you just get cornbread? No. No, it's all biscuits in the morning. Really? No cornbread. No cornbread. I was... They're not true Southerners. Fuck Cracker Barrel. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm probably never going to do a podcast for Cracker Barrel. Let's just be honest. Well, they don't but, serve bourbon. But I will right. eat it. Every no, day. Dude, I love Cracker Barrel. The, the only place, in my opinion, that is a kind of a bigger type restaurant that kind of does that type of business is Lambert's that, it, to me, is just dust Cracker Barrel. And if you've never been to a Lambert's, there's only like three or four of them in the U.S., but oh my goodness, it is like just heaven. You've told me about it, but you're yet to take me there. Listen, when you want to get in a car, we will go. There's one in Foley, Alabama. I got one nothing, in, nothing to do this weekend. Really? You want to make a road trip? For breakfast? Yeah. I mean, that's like a four-hour drive to go get breakfast. That's a good-ass breakfast. That's a good-ass breakfast. breakfast. Have, you, good have, breakfast. have you had it? It better be. No, I, I haven't <laughs> had that. But I'll, I'll drive four hours for breakfast. It's kind of like being in New York and going to get a cheesecake, right? There's only a certain places you're going to go. So, yeah, I mean, if it's a great breakfast, yeah, I'm a, and I'm a breakfast dude. I'm kind of a breakfast So now, I don't know so. that they necessarily do as much breakfast as they do. I think they only open for lunch, but they've got oh, abso- abso- absolutely the best chicken fried steak ever. Do they have bacon gravy? It actually comes like in a cast iron skillet, like a full size, like 15 inch cast iron skillet. Half of it is steak, and then the other half is like whatever side you pick. I just got a little fatter sitting here listening to it. I mean, <laughs> gravy and bit and mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese, and they have what's called pass alongs, where literally you they bring out like a bucket of shit and they just like like it's a really like, a bucket of shit no it's fried okra <laughs> macaroni and tomato collard greens up. just whatever weird like other stuff that they're serving you know and they just call it pass arounds and like they huh. get and you can and it's unlimited pass arounds like i bet they don't do that right now and then they have rolls like this uh, COVID. <laughs> they have rolls like this big that they have like literally like double a AA and triple a players that throw them at you from way across the top of the restaurant like, I'm talking, like, you might be from here 50 feet away, and the dude will just hurl a roll at you when you put your hand in the Seriously. air. Seriously. Yes. It's I so know. much fun. That might be a dope experience, you know? So Absolutely. So, this Good Times, uh, apple brandy, that's what we're drinking? Yeah, it's an apple brandy finish. So, it's actually bourbon finished in an apple brandy cask. Cask strength? It is cask strength. What does that mean? So, that means that it's not been watered down. Gotcha. So, this is pure, straight up, out the barrel. Well, I can taste the apple, so yep. I'm glad you said that, which is cool. It's actually way smoother than the other one and a sense of for me in terms of going down like this is yeah this is a nice 
Ooh, sipper kind of. Now, absolutely. Now, Scott, you compared this to the old foe honey orchard no, smell, so, the so, nose on So, it. yeah, the nose originally to me, like whenever I opened that bottle and I kind of sniffed it a couple of times, I, I got the apple right away, like that orchardy smell. And are, are you getting the same thing? I can get a hint of it. It's not overwhelming, but the, the honey orchard was overwhelming right. when he knows that. But it's got a pretty good nose to it. Yeah. So, no, I, I like the nose on it. It's got a really good nose. But, yeah, I'll tell you what, this is super damn smooth. Jimmy, you all did a fantastic job with this uh, apple brandy finish one. So I was reading something the other day on one of these Facebook pages, LBH or LBC or something, and somebody started attacking people that refer to bourbon as smooth. Right. Oh, really? I refer to it as smooth all the time. So I'm trying to decide if I can't use the word smooth because this guy said that's just overused. Smooth, smooth is overused. Smooth is overused. So that's what, that's what so, he said. So what's our new word? It's then? suave. Ooh, suave. It's eclectic. Ooh. I'm gonna start suave. calling myself Rico. There you go. There Rico. You go. This is suave. a Janelle Monae bourbon. Huh? This is a Janelle Monae bourbon. It's sexy. That's smooth. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Janelle Monae. Yeah, Monae. I can go with that. I use yeah. the word nice a lot, so I'm just gonna say that's nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. It does have a really good nose on it, though. It does. It's got a, got a great nose. You can really pick up that, that apple brandy, that, that apple cask. Um, we really need the Knopf here to tell us all about it. <laughs> the Knopf and the science of the nose. Um, Matt, Matt, Matt's got this great nose. He can smell just about anything. So can I ask, what's the point of the laboratory uh, bottle? So those are called Boston rounds, I think is what they call them. And it's basically just a really clean, nice way to give somebody a sample of a product without giving them an entire bottle. Got you. So I, we share samples amongst ourselves. Somebody yep. goes and buys a $100 bottle. You want to share it, but maybe you're not, they're not coming over to your house or something. Pour it in a sample bottle. Write what it is. Give it to them. Really cool way to sit at home, try a sample. And not have to go pay $100 for a bottle. Yeah. I can dig it. So then you, and the really cool thing about it, honestly, is the fact that you get to try a lot of shit that way. Like, I mean, literally, like, I get tons and tons of guys that were like, hey, Scott, you know, I'm a, we, we, we may trade a bottle. I'll be like, hey, I'll give you this for that. And they're like, great. And then we meet up and then I'll give them a sample of a couple of bottles that I have that they said they've never tried. And they'll give me a couple of samples of some of the bottles that I've never tried that they own. And it really just gives you an opportunity to just kind of share and care with each other and it's kind of a, I guess, a brotherhood of, you know, being able to do something kind of cool and nice for somebody that's in the community that, that you enjoy being in, which is bourbon for us. So yesterday, my wife is bringing my daughter home from gymnastics, and I got a bourbon buddy that's a dad of another gymnastics girl, and my wife brings home a sample bottle of Michter's Tin from my buddy David. Well, hot damn. Gymnastics. You mean Dean? Dean, David. (laughs) (laughs) That's the bourbon talking. Yeah, it was the bourbon talking that day for sure. Well, so I've got a a sample bottle of Michter's 10 (laughs) that I've never tried. I'm not a a Michter's guy, but Mm -hmm. I'm really looking forward to trying it. You should be a Michter's guy. Michter's, I mean, they've got some good shit. I really don't need (laughs) another bourbon that i got to chase that's not attainable. But you know that Michter's tin is actually pretty attainable. Now it's one of those things where you just have to be semi in the right place at the right time. But they they regularly, regularly, like at least once a week, will put out ten, twenty bottles of Michter's tin at the actual distillery. So they so, should send y'all a bottle. I mean, like, aren't y'all like one of the top bourbon, you know, podcasts out here? I mean, we 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 we're we're good. I'm not going to say we're one of the top because I mean, there's there's some dudes that bring in crazy amounts of you know listeners and things like that. But we've got a great loyal following. 
Um, but you know, absolutely. I, I, we, we hold our own. We'll just put it that way. So, so there it is. So that whoever, what do you say? Mictors? Mictors. And it makes you send y'all a bottle. So, but huge shout out to David for giving me a sample of Mictors 10 that I get to enjoy over the holiday. So weekend. regular Mictors 10 or Mictors 10 rye? I think it's regular Mictors. It's regular Mictors 10. That's he, all right. He sent me a picture. I'll have to look. Yeah. If it's the blue label, you know, it's regular bourbon. If it's I'm, green. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Cause it's rye. 10 year old Mictors. Absolutely. Ought to be good. It's tasty as hell. I will tell you that. So one of uh, w- one of my top like five bottles is Michter's Toasted Bourbon. Like I love that bottle. Matter of fact, I think you tried it the night that you were at my house. I can't remember. If, no, you tried the Parker's Heritage the the last time we were all together. And Don't get me to lie to you. I'll say yes. Yeah. I, no, I can't remember. I, but then I I, I remembered, like yeah. I said. But I remember you tried the Parker's Heritage, which okay. was also barrel strength. That was like one twenty something. So it was a little hotter even than the stuff we're trying right now. But so good times. Apple brandy cask finish. Yep pretty good yeah absolutely in my opinion i think this is a, a, a great pour um i think they've did a fantastic job with it I, I don't know where they're where they're getting their barrels from heck, heck for all i know this could be a starlight barrel you know they they they, they finished their uh their bourbon in that they got from you know mgp the glasses are definitely from starlight <laughs> yeah yeah I, see, I hear that but yo but this bourbon whatever it is it would you say this was call it again uh, good times good times go yeah. ahead and finish what's in the bottle she's a good date Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you like her. Yeah, yeah. She's she's a good date. So, so Scott, do you know when this is being released? Actually, I think that one was the one that was just released in uh, the KBC. Um, I think that one's actually called Good Times instead of Fast Times at Richmond High. It's called Good Times at Richmond High, and they put Ryan <laughs> McGuire's face on it. It's one of the best stickers I've seen in forever. What What is KBC? I'm not a part of that. I think that's the Kentucky Brotherhood, but it's either KBC or it's the LFG, um, which is Lexington something group. You got yeah. a whole lot of acronyms there. Uh, I, 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 what is is that what it is, an acronym? So that's like SCUBA? I think so. No, no SCUBA I could be wrong. Oh, shit, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It's It's got a lot of letters in it, but it's just one of the... The, the private groups that that pick barrels that's basically what it is so but i think i'm pretty confident that this one was the one that uh they picked with uh the lfg or the kbc one or the other i gotta join some of these groups so i can get these tasty barrels i will uh invite you in word good deal all right the next one is going to be the toasted bourbon josh you want to pour that one for yourself first and yeah, then we'll kind of pass it around it, it just says number three on the back what's that uh, it's toasted bourbon flip it around a little bit further but that's the actual uh toasted bourbon that they did and um, what scott can you tell us what toasted bourbon means just for somebody that might not know so yeah toasted bourbon would be how the after the bourbon's been aged a certain amount of time then they will take what is a toasted barrel and um they will then add the bourbon to that and let it pull from those flavor adjuncts um, for a shorter amount of time, usually four to six weeks or four to 12 weeks. I think that's something you guys talked about quite a bit when you did the podcast with Robert Heath, if I remember right. Yep, yep. that's what Robert kind of specializes in. That's what he's known for at Down Home. But uh, I guess uh, Jimmy and them decided they wanted to do kind of a, their their interpretation of that. And I didn't get a chance. Maybe that's what that three stands for. Maybe it's a toast three um, instead of a toast four or a toast one. And that's not like a char? It's going to be similar to a char, but it, it instead of like going deep into the wood, it's just toasted. Kind of like toast. Like, you know, you got like... Yeah, toast. <laughs> Y'all remember that, DJ? Absolutely. Haywood Banks. Absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, so I, I think that's the big fundamental difference as far as that goes. It's, um, it's, it's just been a hit, not fully into the wood, but actually just on the surface. And that's what a toast is versus the full char. The char actually crackles and, and burns into the actual wood. 
So therefore, the bourbon is able to seep further into the actual barrel. So when with a toasted, it, I'm smelling like marshmallows in there a little bit just with the nose. Is that right? I mean, that that's what I get whenever I try Michter's. That's what I get when I try some of Robert's stuff. And I'm super excited, you know, about different things that are coming out. But yeah, I, I think that's the case. So let me get a nose on this and I'll, I'll give you my hints on it. What do you think there, Miguel? Yeah, toast. Yeah, uh-huh, what you said. So I, 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 <laughs> let's go. I, I get I get a little bit of the marshmallow you're talking about, but I I, be, I get a little chocolate, like almost like a dark chocolate. I'm not a fan of dark chocolate. You're not. I like it milky. You like it milky? <laughs> you're gonna make me spit this shit out of my mouth. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. I'll take. I listen. I prefer milk chocolate, but I'll take dark chocolate. No, actually, milk milk chocolate all the way. Good Hershey bar. I have so many other visuals in my head right I bet now. you do. <laughs> I have no idea what you guys well, are talking about. So you're trying a Majesca while we're here today, too, Miguel. Have you tried yeah, that? He hasn't yeah, really tried yeah. it yet. He I, hasn't, I, he hasn't actually, it. like, you, that, that doesn't count. you got to bite it. Like, that, so, you're missing the marshmallow. you gotta, you got to get in there and get deep on that. So Scott brought over a bag of Old Forester Majescas, which are amazing. And they really bring out different flavors in the bourbon as you try them, especially if you get the marshmallow in there and it gets a little bit more of the sweetness and stuff like that. But let me let me get a sip of this uh, this this toasted barrel. Test, test. I mean, this Let's is a wait. fancy a fancy marshmallow covered in caramel. Caramel, caramel. Let's caramel. get that right. Caramel, caramel, caramel. <laughs> What's it say? I need to read the bag. You know, I I love the, you know it's called majestic, right? Is that Majescas? Majescas, Majescas. Downtown right. Jeffersonville Ooh. Shimps. Are they the home of the Majesca, or is that like uh, they're? So they have fin- fantastic Majescas at shrimp, Shimps, but I think that the Majesca originally started actually like in Europe someplace. I think it's a German. So the Shimps. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure they brought it over, <laughs> but I, I I will say that I think that it originally started, you know over there i mean i don't think that it was invented in the united states i guess would be the best way but i will say that the they definitely have uh done that so of the two that i've tried so far of these um good times i will say i prefer the apple brandy right away i I was just about to say this one it it doesn't quite have the finish that the apple brandy had it doesn't it does not have the the finish it's it it almost is like the finish goes away. It's got a little bit of a mouth pop up front, and it's and you can get kind of that that marshmallow flavor. And I even get like almost like slivers of a like maybe almonds or something like that. I almost get like an Dude, almond. Where flavor. where are you pulling this crap? Dude, out I'm telling you, you you don't get that. He's I, a super taster. No, I, I'm not a super <laughs> taster, but I do. I'm, I'm telling you, I get like almost like a nutty like flavor and it may be it maybe it's coming from the toasting, but I get like almost a nutty flavor, like almost like an almond or something like that. I'm going to have to go take one of these classes where they teach you to be a taster and to really pull out all these different flavors and aromas. Are there places that do that? Yes. Yes. There's a place in Louisville um, called uh, Moonshine University. Yeah, Moonshine University. Yeah, they're they're actually, and actually their owner is a super taster. Yeah. Um, He actually worked for Brown Foreman for years. Yes, he did before he broke out. Flavor Um, Man, right? Flavor Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, they make a lot. Is that like Flavor Flav? Uh, could be yes without the clock without the clock <laughs> let's say i need a clock that shit that would just get me going right there but yeah they actually make a lot of flavors for a lot of brands um and um whether it's 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 alcohol related or even energy drinking sodas um but yeah they can do that absolutely so, scott so, you think we can go and do that one day we need to do a podcast with them 
I'm, I'm sure they'd be willing to, to sit down and have a conversation with us. And, you know, the, the guy there that's the owner is super cool. He's a, he's a really nice guy. I met him. Actually, I met him because of you, Miguel. I went over to one of your classes, and yeah. I taught financial literacy there one night with uh, Miguel to a group of uh, small business owners that were trying to, uh, I guess, take their business to the next level. And Miguel yeah. kind of – he's also a, a business coach. Shit, I mean, like I said, Miguel is like <laughs> – He's like, I don't, he's, 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 he's a true entrepreneur. Like he really knows a lot about business, understands it, you know I mean? And, and this was kind of his vision of what he wanted to do whenever he wasn't working from home. This was in the, the ink spot kind of came out of that, but he helps like tons of people, you know, get their businesses up and running and things like that. So bonus, nice stuff. Yeah. True story. So here, here's a crazy story that I don't tell too often. So the ink spot was actually the first business plan that I ever wrote. And so when I was an undergrad, um, I took a marketing class. I believe it was either my freshman or my the first semester of my sophomore year. And um, Mr. Mr. Jack, that was his professor Jack. I called him Mr. Jack. That was my man. And, and he was like, um, he was like, you got to write this business plan. And I was like, all right, cool. Create something that doesn't exist. And I was like, dope. All right, I'll create something that doesn't exist. So this is round about ninety five. And so I create a cafe. Right. Because, you know, I love coffee and I love alcohol. And I said, well, let's create a cafe that both serves alcohol as well as coffee. Well, we don't want to mix those two together, though. No, we don't. But I mean, I think Heine Brothers did in Louisville in 2020 or, you know what I mean? The uppers and the downers. Quills just did a a bourbon barrel finished coffee. See, there you go. I hear you. All right. I interrupted. Go ahead. No, you're totally cool. So my first business plan was called the Ink Spot Cafe, which was a combination of both a cafe that served coffee and alcohol. Now, granted, everybody told me I was crazy as shit and that something like that could never exist. I am crazy. I am batshit crazy. (laughs) Most, Most entrepreneurs are. Um, But, you know, honest to God's truth, this is before Starbucks. So if I was at the right place... Mind you, I was not at the right place. Starbucks sells burnt coffee. They, but they still make millions. Um, had I been at the right place, I probably would have. I would have been the first. But I digress. It'd be Miguel's coffee shop. Yeah. So this is this is kind of the this is really a formation. So when I when I decided to open up a new office, um, I was like, you know, I was digging through some piles of old business plans, and I found this one from college, and I said, oh, this would be a great name for an eclectic space that is not a cafe in this in in the normal terms right it's a cafe in terms of creation it's the hodgepodge of all the creative things that you could possibly think of doing and then serve and then there is some alcohol over there i think <laughs> and uh, over there and and, and that side as i turn it. around and look <laughs> yeah yeah true Just story like bourbon where, where you know there's some well and it's it's Actually, there is some bourbon over there. There is. I saw a bottle of Old Forster Rye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some bourbon over there. There's some best vineyards over there. Um, so that's wine as well. Enters Oakville fanboy. I don't really like the Old Forester Rye. You don't? Bad. You're just a bourbon guy on their side. I, you know, I drank the Old Forester Rye one night, and I had some really bad nightmares that night. Didn't sleep <laughs> at all, so I haven't been able to go back to it. That was like eight months ago. Yeah, well, yeah, trauma's a bad bitch. But they're, <laughs> they're high rye, the 1920, though. Whoa. Everything else they do is high corn. No, but it's still a high rye. That 1920 is a high rye. It is. You're right. So, I mean, you're going to be high corn. Josh likes high corn porn. High corn porn. Yeah, that's right. Never heard of it. Don't no. know anything about it. 
Like instead of instead of Pornhub, it's Cornhub for Josh. Pornhub. That's right. I do is that, like is that a real place? If I Google that right now, will something Shit, I don't up? know if it is. It probably is. <laughs> I mean, we know Pornhub is real. <laughs> During COVID, I've been... I don't know what you're talking about. I've been <laughs> grilling up a whole bunch of corn. I have come to really love corn. You know, my oldest daughter, like corn on the cob is like one of her like dirty secrets of life. Like she's it like... It doesn't have I to be dirty. Love, I know, but it's like, it's so weird, like... And I tell you what what really drove her crazy was when she had braces and she couldn't eat corn on the cob. Like, it's the day that she got her braces off. She's like, Dad, will you make corn? And I'm like, absolutely. So I went home. We grilled up some corn, got them out, you know, in the husk and the whole nine yards. And, and she was like, oh, this is so good. And, like, literally just ate, like, two whole ears of corn. I like, funny. I like to grill corn on the cob um, without the husk on it. But I like to put a stick, a little, you know, quarter stick of butter in there. Parmesan cheese, some oregano, a little bit of salt, and it is just great. So I do I do mine in the husk, so it steams a little bit, and then I remove it from the husk, and then I grill it and get the grill marks on it. And then if you want to get crazy, you can do Mexican corn, and you can put a little bit of mayo on it, and then cover it and all the other spices and stuff that goes with that. It's Parmesan and some paprika and cumin and chili powder and all that stuff. Don't, so, don't so let me have to try this. So you haven't marinated your corn in, in bourbon yet? Ooh, corn inside corn. Bro, you should try it, right? So you, I will I this mean, weekend. You know, my past life, I was a cook. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. We'll so call Damon. I found Cornhub, though, cornhub.com. Um, it's not a website, but it is. the domain is worth $485,000. I was going to say we should buy it, but not for that. <laughs> I don't have that kind of money. Man. Maybe uh, one day. Jesus. So, I don't know. People buy stupid stuff, and that's one of them. True story. Then I found a corn-hub.blogspot.com that literally is all the things you want to know about corn. I hear you. So, (laughs) this toasted was good? Yeah, it was good. I I do find it to be not as good as the apple brandy finish. Um, It it is, in, in my personal opinion, I think it's probably... Still got a little newness to it, like it. It still tastes a little young, even with the with the toasted finish. Did he give you any kind of age or information or proof? I think or he said it was four years and some and some change. So I think it was probably for like four years, six months. But I tell you, it, it's it's good. It's just it's. I think that the finish is is missing something there. Um, the f- upfront flavor is good. It's got a lot of nice caramel notes. It's got some marshmallow to it. I get like some nutty flavors with it. Overall, I think it's a good pour. I don't remember what they sold it for, so I can't give you a value analysis. But I, I tell you that that apple brandy bottle, I'd pay good money for. Like to me, that that, that right there is solid, a solid, solid pour. So, Jimmy, Nick, y'all did an excellent job on that. The other one's really good, but I, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed the the apple brandy finish. Toaster wasn't bad. I, I would probably enjoy it sipping some evening in a tall glass. Right now, I'm drinking a, just a small sample of it. So, here, little- finish it off. Uh, yeah, finish it okay, off. Whatever. You, do. You, you do you, man. I'm going to get into this newly one more time. I'm, I'm going to call So if I had to add music to this one, because I, I don't even understand, still yet to understand I like all it. the flavors in there. I'm going with Bishop Briggs and Church of Scars. Like, that's a dope-ass song. Um, and I can I can see sipping this bourbon with that particular song. It's not as sexy as the, as the other one, which I'm calling the, Jim, J, the Janelle Monae's track. But, um, yeah. If I had a clue what you just talked about, I'd probably be on board, but I don't. <laughs> I got you. That's all right. Listen, everybody's got their own uh, ways to describe things. Miguel likes to describe things in music, and we like to describe things in taste. 
True story. So the Nulu joint is definitely a Jim Croce song. Jim Croce? Yes. So which one? Um, like Message in a Bottle? Nah, it's an old school one. Don't, what, what, I don't know the song title, the name. It's like when he says, don't pull on Superman's camp, don't speed in the wind. Don't piss don't, in the wind. Yeah, yeah don't, don't piss, piss in the wind. In the wind. Or, the, he yeah. says spit in the wind, right? Whatever he says, right? You know, don't pull the mask off the old long rager. Don't fuck around with Jim. You know me. Right there. Do, 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 I like do, do. it. Yeah, that's that's that joint right there. I'm going to have to find that song on the way home. Maybe maybe we should hire Miguel to do our intro music. <laughs> yeah, let's play. Let's we can do make it. that happen. You know, because we, we, we've been talking about updating it because we, we like our intro music, but it's... Well, you do, at it, least. It's kind of borrowed. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> we borrow the things I actually tried to them. get one of Miguel's guys to do our intro music, and he fell asleep at the wheel. Man, he fell it not more than fell asleep at the wheel. I think he got out the car while it was still moving. <laughs> now, <laughs> Miguel, do you play any any instruments or do any singing? Oh no, nah, brother, I'm tone deaf. I leave that to the wife. So, oh, dude, and his wife can sang, sang, and not, she's not a sing. She can sing. And, yeah, there's a difference. And okay. she's a, and she's a drummer. Like she's the she's the musically inclined person in the house. And, and the daughter, the daughter, they can like when, literally when I want a new playlist, I sit down and I tell them the mood and the feeling. And then I say, go find me music. Right. And they bring it back. I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. I'm, then we're in the same boat. Let's go. Good deal. Good deal. So, tried three bourbons tonight. Nulu, Essential Business, and then the two Good Times specials. Of of the three, my personal favorite as of right now is the Good Times Apple Brandy Finish. I would go with Nulu second, and then the Toasted third. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, they're all they're all pretty good. I, there wasn't one I disliked. I no, just, no, I, not at all. None of them I disliked at all. I just if I was going to polish and, and and compare the three, that's where I would go. I just went back to that toasted, and I'm liking it. I'm digging it. Okay. Do you have an order? No. Nah, I don't really have an order on it. I'm nah. I don't have a preference. Yeah, that apple brandies. That, that's the that, that's. The, that's the stuff right there. Got a little hiccup there. Weird. Probably should have brought some old foe so I could have given you a preference tonight. I'll tell you what. You and your old foe. What's an old foe? Old, old Forester. Ah. It's my jam. So it's funny. Miguel, like he says, I like bourbon. But like if you start throwing out a bunch of bourbon stuff, he's like, what? Huh? Yeah. Huh? I just huh? drink bourbon. He just so drinks what, bourbon he, on the table. He drinks whatever you put in front of him. I will say that. He probably drinks Woodford. And he's not really picky either. So it, it's kind of one of those caveats. Like we like. Somebody sent me a bottle of Amador to try. Um, the, Isn't that tequila? No, Amador is, um, it, it, what did they say? It's aged in Kentucky, finished in California or something like that, but it's finished in wine barrels. And we took that over to, uh, one night we took it over to Nikki's house and we, we drank it. And uh, I think Miguel might have mixed it with a little bit of like lavender lemonade or yes, something yes, like that. But yes, absolutely. he tried it first. There's and he's the like, cook coming out. And uh, <laughs> his wife makes the lavender lemonade. But he's like, hey, he goes, man, this is good. He goes, I'm going to try this with a little bit of lemonade. And then uh, Tia pulled out the, the lavender lemonade and we were like, we were trying it. I was like, all right. And then. I think uh, Nikki actually brought out some grape Kool-Aid, and I literally just was like, all right, fill it up. And I grape Kool-Aid, and we, we had it because it was almost like that wine flavor. You get that really, really nice uh, port finish. So. Speaking of Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid-esque, uh, we've been drinking a lot of Starlight as a part of our single barrel picks. So last weekend I went to Kroger, and I picked up a, a little container, you know, the Kool-Aid man-style containers of pink lemonade. Yep. I'm going to mix it with some of that starlight blackberry whiskey this weekend Ooh, that's like liquid panty dropper right there so does, does dana give y'all bottles no no not dana y- not yet <laughs> dana dana huber 
Real talk. Like, if you out here and you listening to this podcast, you don't get these man's bottles like they in your own backyard. Hey, you know what I did? Before we came down here today to your place, <laughs> I stopped off at Bottles Unlimited, and I picked up a bottle of the Starlight Double Oaked. It was Double Oaked uh, 006 or something. And I think it was the other bottle of the one that we, other barrel of the one that we picked as a part of our single barrel back in June. Yep. The one that I really, I thought I liked a whole lot during, uh, while we were in the, the warehouse or in the. It didn't, in- it didn't have the bite that the one that we chose at the end of the night. And I'll be honest with you. It's one of those funny things. I almost wonder if we went back and blinded them today, which one we would prefer more. But I think the fact that. Guess what we, I'm doing this weekend. We literally tried 20 barrels that day. Well, yeah. Wow. 20. And then we went and did our tasting that not that that afternoon, and we had to choose between four bourbons, one bottle, and we had a, between the double oaks. We had two double oaks, so we tried twenty barrels, and we probably had twenty six tastings that day. So I'm gonna do a blind tasting of theirs A&B. versus ours. Yep, because yep. I really like the the double barrel or double oaked number six while we were in the distillery. <clears throat> But while we were doing the tastings after my palate had probably been burned a little bit. Or warmed up. Or warmed up. Burned, warmed up. I like to prefer to call warmed up. I like, I think it was barrel seven is what we picked, if I recall right. I believe so. So anyways, I picked it up at Bottles Unlimited today. Christian was actually there signing bottles when I picked it up. So I'm going to try it over the weekend. Good deal, good deal. Well, Miguel, we really appreciate you having us out at the Ink Spot tonight. Um, if, if folks want to reach you, what is the best way for them to get in hold of Mr. Hampton, Mr. Miguel, Mr. Gelly Gell? You can find me anywhere, everywhere that is in social media. Nah, real talk. So we're at 1611 East Main Street, uh, New Albany. You can definitely come and knock on the door. Um, website is the inkspotcreativecafe.com. Actually, I think it's in the inkspot.com, and that's all the social media. But my main business is F5 Enterprises, and you can find me there as well. And that's F is in Frank, the number five, enterprises.com. Um, or just Google Miguel Hampton. Believe it or not, that was like that's a real thing. Like, Damn, I can Google you. You can Google me, and I, I hate saying that because I didn't remember back in the day. Like that was like the most offensive shit, ego driven shit you could actually possibly say is Google me. But I'm literally, gonna Google you. You can Google Miguel Hampton, and and you know things will pop up. Like, fuck, I wonder <laughs> if I'm Googleable now at this point. I, I don't even know. Who all, knows? all good brands are Googleable. All right, well, uh, <laughs> that's a thing. Well, then, then I'm Googleable because I'm a damn good brand. There it is. There it is. So if you want to find Miguel, he just told you how. If you want to find us at Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us at Bourbon Barrel Talk at uh, gmail.com. If you want to find us on Facebook, just look up Bourbon Barrel Talk. If you want to find our Twitter, we are Bourbon Barrel T1. And then Instagram is also Bourbon Barrel Talk. So it's real super easy to find. Um, For our listeners out there, make sure you click the subscribe button whenever you go to whatever your favorite medium is, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those things. We're getting ready to pick up Pandora. Um, so, uh, you know, just click the subscribe button. That way you're guaranteed to get our episode whenever it drops every single week. Um, and we greatly appreciate it. This is Scott Minton, Josh, and Mr. Miguel Hampton. We are signing off Bourbon Barrel Talk tonight. Peace. Bye-bye. Peace.